This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Uh, on this podcast, I wanted to talk about Ezekiel Elliott uh, and the strategy behind drafting him. Um, so... What we do know as of right now, today's Thursday, August 31st, his appeal has ended um, and we're waiting on a decision. But as of right now, uh, he's suspended for six games. Uh, There are some rumors suggesting that his suspension will go down to four games. And, uh, you know, if you already drafted him and that happens, you probably got a a better discount than you did if you wanted to draft Le'Veon Bell last year, for example, because we know that Le'Veon was suspended for four games before we drafted him for the most part, um, and a lot of drafts have already happened. But uh, for those who didn't draft yet or, you know, did draft but have a few leagues yet to be drafted, um, you know, there's always that, should I draft Zeke, should I not draft Zeke, what, you know, when am I okay drafting Zeke, um, and what should my strategy be? So I found myself drafting Zeke in a few leagues, and, you know, I, I was pretty confident just because I knew what I was going to do the rest of the draft. Now, you know, I made sure that I wasn't on tilt uh, just because I drafted him, like, oh, I got to get my running backs, I got to get my running backs. So, you know, I let the draft come to me, uh, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. Um, so, you know, Le'Veon, like I mentioned Le'Veon Bell, him and Zeke, you know, they're both they're both, you know, league winners. They're both huge differentiators in the running back position. Um, you know, Zeke would have been, you know, a top three pick if it wasn't for the suspension uh, because we know that he can win us a league. He's a very consistent running back. Um, you know, the offensive line wasn't the same as it was last year, but it's a pretty damn good offensive line still. Um, and I'm willing to to take that gamble, you know, as long as I as long as I get guys later on in my draft that could help fill in for him. So um, I'm going to go get, go ahead and get started on, you know, a couple of tips and a couple of guys that I'm actually aiming for in drafts when I draft Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so, you know, first things first, you know, don't draft on tilt. You know, don't be afraid of drafting wide receivers and don't only draft a running back because you think you need to overcompensate after you draft Zeke. Let the draft come to you and pick the best value. You can get some running backs later on, but don't pass up on good wide receiver value. Um, So the first guy, obviously, you know, you want to try to target Darren McFadden. We've seen this preseason that he's the clear lead back on all three downs. He's very capable behind this offensive line, and he's going to be involved in the passing game. 
He should be a low-end RB1 with upside most weeks, um, and that's plenty to get you by. Not only will you have him during those weeks Zeke is out, but you have a solid handcuff in case of a Zeke injury the rest of the way. So McFadden right now, he's going in the middle of the sixth round in PPR leagues according to Fantasy Football Calculator, um, and I'll gladly pay that price. Remember, a lot of us, not including me, and I wrote an article about this you know, a couple months ago, there were, we were willing to give up a fifth or sixth round pick for Derrick Henry or Tevin Coleman, who aren't even going to be their starting running backs on their teams and won't get nearly the type of opportunity McFadden uh, will have. Um, unless there's an injury to their respective starters. But um, those guys are still going at the end of the sixth and early seventh round. Um, And, you know, if you're taking McFadden uh, in the sixth, um, you know, yeah, you might have to give up on a wide receiver you like at that point. But, you know, in PPR leagues especially, there are plenty of wide receivers later in the draft that should make up for it. Um, So another guy I'm targeting is Amir Abdullah. So right now he is being drafted after Joe Mixon, after Doug Martin, after C.J. Anderson, Bilal Powell, uh, and he's going right ahead of Danny Woodhead, Gillisley, and Mark Ingram. Um, so, you know, in PPR leagues, I think Abdullah can be started every week with confidence, um, especially after watching this preseason. Um, and I, I don't get that kind of confidence with any of the guys I just mentioned. Uh, he kind of stands out, especially in PPR. Um, Woodhead is probably the only guy that... I'm confident in on a weekly basis in PPR, you know, assuming he gets healthy from that hamstring injury. Um, And Doug Martin probably should be fine when he comes back. But Abdullah gives you uh, excellent depth and a guy who you can throw in your RB2 slot or your flex and feel great. Um, you know, he's very involved. You know, he the lines were kind of riding him in the preseason. He had a lot of carries. He's getting catches out of the backfield on first and second down. Um, you know, this is a pass first team, so so he's a guy that I like. Um, you know, I think he's gonna get at least fifteen carries a game along with maybe four to five catches a game. And in PPR leagues that's 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 kind of what I'm looking for. Um, the reason why I like considering Abdullah when drafting Zeke is because he's a guy you can get a little later while not needing to overextend the round after you draft Zeke for a guy like Lamar Miller or Marshawn Lynch or anyone you don't like as much or you don't like at all, um, but you feel inclined to draft them because you drafted Zeke. Um, the, uh, another guy I'm trying to target is Kareem Hunt. Now, you know, his ADP is volatile. Depending on who you're drafting with, uh, depending on how knowledgeable the guys are in your league, the ADP quite hasn't caught up to where he's actually being taken and, and the right value. So you know your league best. Um, but to be safe, you should be able to draft Hunt in the third round of most leagues. I'm personally very happy drafting him once Todd Gurley's off the board. It's just that Gurley's workload is going to be so big this year on all downs that it's just really hard to pass up on. Um, you know, his price is good and he'll be an RB2 at worst. Uh, but after that, if you're in the third or fourth round and you have Zeke on your roster and Kareem Hunt is sitting there, I would not be able to leave a three down back on the draft board at that point. He can be an RB1 this year with the opportunity he should receive in that Chiefs offense. And once Zeke comes back, you have yourself a great one-two punch at running back. Now, like I said, don't go on tilt, uh, you know, once you grab Zeke. You want to get a quality wide receiver one on your team. Um, I don't want to draft a running back in the first round, then draft Zeke in the second, then draft Hunt in the third, or any version of this scenario. Um, If you end up doing that, you might end up with someone like T.Y. Hilton, Terrell Pryor, or Demarius Thomas as your wide receiver one. Um, and that could turn out just fine, but these guys are way better wide receiver twos and you're setting yourself up much better in PPR. You know, you want to try to get that upside wide receiver one. 
this strategy usually works best when you drafted a high-end wide receiver one in the first round. And then, you know, your first or second back off the board is Zeke. Again, if I end up with a great three-down workhorse in the first round, I don't know if I'm targeting Zeke as hard. If I get a guy like Le'Veon or David Johnson or Devontae Freeman or DeMarco Murray or LaShawn McCoy or Melvin Gordon, you know, I might not think that I necessarily need Zeke on my team, you know, in that RB1 slot. You know, I'm okay with waiting, you know, maybe drafting a receiver in the second round and then, you know, getting Kareem Hunt in the third uh, as my RB2 or something like that. But, um, you know, depending on the value, I might see Zeke slip a little bit. And if I already have that wide receiver one in the second round, you know, I might try to grab him in the third. Another thing I wanted to talk about is getting quality depth. Um, this is a general rule of thumb, but in this case, you want to make sure that you have at least two startable running backs that you feel comfortable throwing in your lineup while Zeke is out. And you want a couple more too. You know, you never know. Injuries happen and you need, you need another running back in a pinch. So a couple of guys I like a little later, uh, so you have those guys, you know, on your bench, or, you know, even a couple guys to throw in if you couldn't get Kareem Hunt or you couldn't get Darren McFadden. It happens. If you couldn't get Amir Abdullah, like, this, these type of things happen. We have to stay fluid. We can't, you know, go on tilt anytime someone takes our target away. So it happens all the time. So a couple guys I'm looking at, um, and the ADP that I'm, I'm about to talk to you about is in PPR League. So I'm looking at Rob Kelly in the beginning of the 7th, looking at Theo Riddick, you know, in PPR only uh, at the end of the 7th. I'm looking at Frank Gore at the beginning of the 8th, Terrence West in the middle of the 8th, Duke Johnson in PPR Leagues at the end of the 8th, Thomas Rawls at the end of the 8th. Jaquiz Rogers is somebody that you can draft that, you know, you know that you have a at least early down starter in the first three games, and then you can kind of fill it in from there based on matchups and things like that. Uh, but he might not be the workhorse. I mean, he'll be the workhorse in the sense that he'll get the early downs, but um, Charles Sims is still in the picture, so he might get a lot of that passing work. Remember, when Jaquiz took over last year, Charles Sims was hurt. He did come back, but he didn't have as much of a role because he was still coming back from that injury. We don't know what this split is going to look like uh, come week one. Jonathan Stewart's another guy in the middle of the ninth. Matt Forte, Jeremy Hill, those two guys going in the 11th round, they still have roles in their teams. These, all these guys have roles in their teams. We just have to be aware that these guys are available later on if you need them in a pinch. It's always good to have these running backs on your, on your bench uh, in case of an injury, you never know what might happen to their role. Their role might expand. Um, and even if it doesn't, you know you're getting some value out of these guys. These guys are still part of the game plan. Gio Bernard is another guy going in the third end of the 13th round right now. That's way too low for somebody who's going to get real playing time. Um, you know, I, the other day I just put out a stat um, from the week three preseason game, and, and Gio Bernard played a bunch of snaps with a first-team offense. Uh, I think Joe Mixon only had like six six snaps with that first-team offense. So he's going to get playing time with Jeremy Hill. I don't know how long Jeremy Hill's ankle injury is going to have him out for, but, you know, Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard, and Jeremy Hill are all going to have a role. Uh, but, you know, this price for Gio Bernard, who's going to have, you know, equally if not more of a role than the other guys, uh, you know, I would I would definitely want him on my team. So assuming that you took a couple of running backs early and you need, you still need to fill in a couple of wide receiver spots, uh, there are some wide receivers later on in, in PPR leagues that you could 
you could draft. Um, you know, a guy like Pierre Garçon or Emmanuel Sanders, Jeremy Macklin, Corey Coleman, Adam Thielen. Those are a few guys that can really do damage in PPR leagues and are being drafted pretty late right now. Garcon has risen, you know, since since he we thought he was a value. He was going in like the twelfth round a couple months ago, maybe a month ago even, uh, you know. But he he's risen over the preseason, and we've seen that rapport with him and Brian Hoyer. So I, I think he's still a good bet for that, you know, end of sixth, early seventh round pick. Uh, Jeremy Macklin going at the end of the seventh. That's a pretty good value. Even Eric Decker, uh, you know, maybe not such a PPR asset, but he scores touchdowns. No matter who who is his quarterback, he's going to find a way to reach the end zone. Marcus Mariota was one of the best in red zone efficiency when it came to touchdowns last year. And him combined with Eric Decker, I mean, how can things go wrong here? I don't see it happening. So Eric Decker is a value. Um, you, you know, so you guys got, you have like Marvin Jones going at early ninth round, Corey Coleman, you know, his ADP is the early ninth round, but you probably won't be able to get him in the ninth round just because he is rising way too fast and the ADP data can't keep up with it. Um, so I've seen him go as early as the sixth round, seventh round. So you kind of got to have to keep your eye open to see, you know, who needs wide receivers and, and what wide receivers are off the board. Uh, but, you know, Corey Coleman, you know, there's a clear rapport between him and Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, you know, we can see it. So I would love to have him on my team. You got Adam Thielen, who the Vikings just moved to the slot this year. So we should expect him to get a ton of targets from Sam Bradford. Um, you know, that was Stefan Diggs. Diggs is going to be more of a big play guy and a, and a touchdown guy on the outside. But now that Thielen's moving to the inside, he's a great value in the ninth round. So, yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of ways to have Zeke on your team without thinking that you left the draft without a lot of value and without a good team. I think it could really happen. And Zeke is a game changer. He's a guy who will win you a fantasy championship if you put the right pieces around him. So, you know, this is one way to do it. Um, I wouldn't feel like you have to draft Zeke after you hear this because, you know, you might not be comfortable doing what, what you know, the stuff that I outlined. But, you know... If you do the stuff that I outlined, I think you can go into the draft feeling a lot more confident knowing that Zeke is an option. Well, guys, I really appreciate you listening to this. Um, I hope it bring, brought you a lot of value, and I hope that you can use this in your drafts uh, You know, this weekend or, or whenever you're drafting. Football is a week away from today. Week one is starting next Thursday, so I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, all right, guys, have a great Labor Day weekend, um, and enjoy your drafts.